Welcome to A Life Lived Backwards, One Man's Life, the accompanying podcast to Larry Ruttman's memoir, A Life Lived Backwards, an existential triad of friendship, inquisitiveness, and maturation. Hi there, I'm Jordan Rich with a pretty easy task and a fun one at that. I pose questions to Larry and with that razor sharp memory of his and a great talent for storytelling, well, you just have to settle back and enjoy the ride. As we record today's podcast, Larry, I'm very proud and very happy for you and me because we work so hard on it. Uh, there's a program that is airing and premiering on uh, Brookline Cable System and elsewhere. And it has to do with uh, the book and your mission to uh, to talk about not just uh, Jews on first, but uh, minorities and, and diversity in the game of baseball. Tell us a little bit about how this all came about. Well, I wouldn't have. Uh, this is another thing I never would have dreamed that it would come about in the way it did. And I didn't. You know, when, when we st- uh, I started this, this is before you came on board. All the good things have happened since you came on board. Oh, and, <laughs> thanks. But uh, when I started out on this, it was. Uh, it was going to be a montage uh, called Jews on First. Now, how did that come about? Uh, there were very clever titles, Jews on First, that take off on the Abbott and Costello, Who's on First. And the guy that uh, – uh, two fellows came to me, in the, Larry Tish, who's an actor, and uh, his associate at the time, a fellow by the name of Lee Goodwin. And they said we'd – and neither one of them knew – I was going to say S.H. from Shinola <laughs> about baseball. But they, they wanted to do a takeoff uh, or an adaptation from my book, uh, American Jews in America's Game, about baseball. So I said, well, it was sort of flattering. And I said, sure, go ahead. And they did that. And um, they got together with a, uh, a musician uh, that I got them in touch with uh, who um, – a young woman who had just graduated from Berkeley. And um, so it was it was going to be a musical. And they did it. And um, they sort of excluded me from the writing process, even though I offered to get in there. So I stood back and they did it. And we, we had a number. And, you know, it was an acceptable production. And it was produced in several places here and in New York and up in Maine and uh at uh, on one day two performances at the at two locations of the place out in in Boston um, senior life uh, Jewish senior life mm-hmm. you know people like some people liked it some people didn't some people thought it was okay I did notice that people who were more experienced in the field didn't think a lot of it but anyway and also um, the gentleman who passed away just recently, who was so friendly, uh, they grew up together with uh, the fellow who died just recently. We had all those gambling casinos all over the world. Yes, you're referring to Sheldon Adelson, the casino magnate. One of the fellows he grew up with uh, was uh, very wealthy, uh, who has since passed away. That's, of course, a great patron of the arts, Larry, the late Ted Cutler. We tried to raise sufficient money to carry on, but we didn't. In any event, Larry Tish finally said, you take it from here, Larry. And the way I took it from there was to put together the montage um, that was done um, to illustrate how the Jews came to America. And it was done through baseball to show how they advanced in the culture to become very respected members of the community. So that was the idea, take it from whatever these guys did with the play and move into another area. And And, and to commercialize it. And to commercialize it, But then what happened is that... um, 
the local chapter, Brookline chapter, very active uh, chapter of um, uh, Rotary, uh, asked me to come on a Zoom show. And they liked it so much that they kept me for like 45 or 50 minutes instead of the uh, 30 minutes that was given for the show. And then uh, Joyce uh, Graff, whom you just spoke about as being such a good lady and an active and intelligent person, came up with the idea that maybe uh, this could be done in conjunction with the Red Sox uh, or some organization so we could show something about inclusivity and acceptance of people immigrating into the United States. I thought it was a great idea, and I do have friends in the Red Sox front office. I got in touch with Sam Kennedy, and Sam Kennedy provided the man that I wanted, which was Eddie Romero, who's the, uh, an assistant general manager to Chaim Bloom at the Red Sox. And along the way, Jordan, you came in, and uh, that was when we discovered that a lot of the original montage ran into copyright problems because there were so many people in it that you'd probably have to get the permission to use yeah. images. Yeah. And uh, so then we went through a whole procedure that you know about and probably you want to comment about with some of the people uh, over at, um, at uh, Rotary. And um, finally, we developed the notion of doing the program with you interviewing me in the first part about inclusion and me interviewing Eddie Romero, who originally from Puerto Rico and whose father had really come into the society uh, speaking Spanish but played several seasons in the major leagues. So that is where we are today. And today that we're talking, July whatever it is, what's the date today? Uh, today is the, the uh, 19th, and you're absolutely right that the show is premiering today. And I'll just uh, add to that little discussion a couple things. Number one, those segments uh, we're planning, Larry and I are planning to take those segments and expand them a little bit. They're intact. They're wonderful. Uh, that interview you did with Eddie Romero was terrific. And it was all done on Zoom, by the way. It was all done remotely during the pandemic. But um, so so there's going to be more to come and there's going to be this lasting program legacy. But um, I want to double back because you mentioned the montage. I know how hard you worked on that with a very fine young lady um, who was helping you produce it. And everything, it just, it's spectacular looking. And the music, and you came to my studio to do the voiceover, and I helped you with that. But as you say, in this day and age, and you have to understand that, you have to really deal with rights and copyrights and logos and trademarks and all that. It's almost it's totally prohibitive if you don't have a huge budget in time. So you you did what everybody does these days. You pivoted, and it's finally here. So congratulations. Well, Jordan, I'm trying to remember the exact uh, way that it went down. I think I was able to pivot because not only your advice but your talent so that, um, you know, s sure, I wanted the montage, and I think it is very good, but who wants to get in trouble? No, no, no. And I advised you to uh, cut the loss there, but jump in with me and do kind of what we're doing here, you know, because I find that people uh, really respond to listening to conversation or watching a conversation. So we, we've known each other so long and have worked so well, and I've interviewed you on the radio so many times that it was just an easy one-take kind of ritual. And uh, then the nice folks in Brookline uh, with the Rotary and the 
Brookline cable people and all that put it together. And it was it was a, a, a work in progress for many, many weeks. Yeah. And, you know, I listened to it for the first time, I think, yesterday, Jordan. And um, I think that the, the first part of it starts off with you interviewing me for 20 or 25 minutes about inclusion. And I was struck by, as I always am, by the uh, pointed and uh, germane questions you asked me and comments you made so that I was, I thought the first, the interview was not really an interview. It was, like you just said, a conversation. And I think we, you know, people might have expected us to talk about baseball, but no, we were talking about baseball in the sense of inclusion and uh, in American society. Well, well, the baseball story, which you tell so vividly in, in Jews in America's Game, is a story of the country uh, adapting and evolving and, and obviously waking up from racism and all the other things. And uh, it's a story that has to be told and retold because I think it's an important story that young people should know yeah, about. Yeah, told and retold not only about the Jews but all the other groups. Uh, yeah. And that's uh, – you know, and America's a great place, and all of that happened, and it's very germane presently because we're faced existentially with the dissolution of our democracy. That could happen, and uh, what a shame it would be if this country changed from what it has been. And you know, so many groups make for a lot of divisiveness and a lot. Well, I don't know about divisiveness, but yeah, there were divisive uh, episodes in our history. But we made it through all mm, of them. Yeah, and uh, we we remained as we were. But who knows if we will now? I think all of this plays in together. But as you point out in the piece, uh, baseball is such a part of the American tapestry. And uh, you get a little teary-eyed when you think about the good old days, but they weren't all good. I mean, in terms of <laughs> the the racial the racial issues, the prejudice, uh, keeping people segregated, even in the stands. For crying out loud, the Negroes had their own league; they couldn't even play in the same league until 1947. Well, listen, we were talking before about people kidding themselves as to who they are, and Americans. It's a wonderful country, but they kid themselves that as to who we are. When you hear people talk about America, you might think everything's been hunky-dory for 400 years. And it hasn't been because the racial issue has been with us from the from the first black person that stepped on these shores till the present day. So that um, America's done a lot of bad things. I love America. I love the, you know, uh, yeah, uh, can you pick out a country in the world that hasn't done a lot of... No, of course not. And, and uh, I think it, having a perspective of history. For instance, in the book that I remember so vividly, you know, you tell the Hank Greenberg story, which is pretty well known to fans of real baseball fans. But the connection between Hank Greenberg and Jackie Robinson, you know, and the fact that Hank was already older at that point, but was was a comfort to, to Jackie because he had been there in his own way. Love that story. By the way, I did talk a little baseball with you. We talked about you being at Fenway Park for a certain home run. Remember? Yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> what home run was that for our podcast listeners? Oh, well, we talked about that last time in detail, but that was the one that Ted Williams hit yeah. in June of 1946. And I described it, uh, and it went 500-odd feet. And it, would not, it wasn't a juiced-up baseball like they used in the home run hitting contest. 
and uh, it was an amazing hit. I can, I actually can see it in my mind's that's, eye at any time I want to summon it up. That's you know, beautiful. Jordan, I'm looking at uh, notes that I have about this particular subject that we're talking about now, mm-hmm. and it ends up with my remarks to myself of the plans that you and I now have to advance yeah. to the dissemination of the newly designed show incorporating elements of the rotary presentation. So it certainly will include your our conversation, and it will include my conversation with Eddie Romero. In your own words, describe what you take, how you see the show developing in the future. Well, I think uh, those are the two main elements, but I think there is, uh, from a production standpoint, um, with those elements, there is stuff that can be done and added around it, uh, whether it be you and I introducing it in certain ways differently or um, someone else, another, several other potential short interviews with other voices that we could add. Um, looking at it logistically and practically, the goal would be to create something that would be documentary-worthy for network use somewhere. That's the goal. I mean, why not shoot high? So, uh, because it's, it's, it's a worthwhile topic and it's, a, it's an important topic for our time. So, yeah, I think, and, and the, the good news, Larry, is that with the technology changing for the better, it's quicker, it's cheaper, uh, people like us and you can really effectuate a nice program uh, without as much worry. So I'm looking forward to this next uh, next development. Well, I am too, Jordan. And um, for all those people out there, um, you know, the one we're doing charitably for uh, for Rotary, um, you know, we had to deal with uh, other folks and, uh, you know, not everything was exactly as we might have wanted it. But they're very charitable with us because they're letting us take away these parts of the production right. that are so important, namely the the conversation between Jordan and me and the one between me and uh, 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 Eddie Romero, who, by the way, is an amazing young man. Oh, he's great. He's terrific. And uh, very articulate, talks about these subjects in a way that brings it home. So I think that that part of it is great. And what Jordan just said, so I would like all you, and, you know, we'll be doing that I don't know whether charitably or whether uh, for remuneration, but um, you know a lot of a lot of, many many hours on our parts have gone into this. So whatever we decide, but hopefully you out there who are listening to this podcast someday in the not too distant future will be able to see that. And I think uh, you know is it fair to say, uh, Jordan, that they would be rewarded by what they will say? Uh, yes, and I know we're tooting our own project here, but uh, it's it's based on the the people involved and the messaging. I think it's very important. And Eddie Romero's messaging is specific. It's targeted. It's not all theory. It's stuff that really has happened and has evolved. And, and uh, kudos to the Red Sox organization, by the way, for being so helpful and also for uh, for wanting to see this get done. So I know you're very fond of those guys over there, and uh, we've got some good people at the Red oh, Sox. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, you know, I just want to mention a few of them. Like Sam Kennedy is the president of the Red Sox. He's a big, good-natured guy who comes from Brookline originally. I think he now lives maybe in 
Wellesley or one of those places. Uh, just a terrific guy and a great representative of the Red Sox. And if you look him up on Wikipedia, he's been very active in anti-racial types of things. And then there's um, the Eddie Romero himself was uh, unbelievable. Heim Bloom, who's the general manager, is a great guy. Um, there's another fellow, Dave Friedman, who's in-house oh, yeah. counsel, who was a Supreme Court uh, clerk. Yes, he clerked for the late John Paul Stevens. And they have a wonderful group of people over there at the Red Sox who are very interested in social issues and doing the right thing. And uh, I'm glad that a ball club that I've been attached to as a fan for many years, I'm glad to know some of those people and happy that they're involved in projects such as these. This is not the only one by a long shot. This has been a life lived backwards, one man's life. The accompanying podcast to Larry Ruttman's memoir, A Life Lived Backwards, an existential triad of friendship, inquisitiveness, and maturation. You can subscribe and download this podcast, available on all podcast platforms. For information on Larry, his books, lectures, and much more, visit the website LarryRuttman.com. Also check out the extensive Larry Ruttman page on Wikipedia. This is Jordan Rich inviting you to join us again next time as Larry shares more stories about friendship, inquisitiveness, and maturation on A Life Lived Backwards, One Man's Life.